1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. Hey, Mario. Hey, bud. How are you? Hanging in there, man. How you been all these years later? Oh, just surviving. <laughs> Working at Final Approach. I guess I saw that. I guess I saw that sometime this last fall. I had no idea. Oh, no, Ron told me. I didn't know that. Good for you. How uh, how uh, crazy of a circle it <laughs> it goes. You know what I mean? I go, you know, start start kind of in the business and yeah. pro staff and you know, do little stuff like that and edge your way in with this company and that company and then get a real yeah. job and then go to the next one. And then all of a sudden full circle, you know, I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't even know if you want to call it in charge or just whatever, take the blame, take the credit, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> when things go well, and yeah. take the credit. <laughs> yeah. When it goes, uh, I get when, that. when it goes to, when it goes to shits, you're the guy to blame. So yeah. Well, you know, I mean, hey. it's really cool. I didn't know that was your. I I honestly didn't know that was your background, but, I mean, it's hunting, and if you're, you've always been a, you've always been on the forefront, a communicator in, in the communication business, right? Yeah. If I right. remember right. Yep. So that's yep. yeah, either made for you. So and now I just got to. You know yeah. Now I just got to run my mouth and and sell stuff and tell people about it. So it's right in line. You know, that's really cool. Really, really cool. Well, good for you. I got to say, it sounds like a much more, it just sounds like a more, well, it's, it's doing something working within the field. You, you love to do in your pastime too. I mean, love it. Hard to get much better than that. I mean, some guys, you know, listen, some guys are in, some guys are in the hunting industry and then, you know, uh, you know, I mean, listen, you've been to the sports shows and stuff and, and, and yeah. have seen the inside of the business. And then, you you know, you see somebody, hey, man, how it's going? Oh, man, just living the dream. And they say that so <laughs> sarcastically. And I, I, I used to, I, well, I still do. I can't stand that. Like, like li- literally, <laughs> I get to, you know, listen, it's, it's lots of hours like everything else. It's sure. not manual yeah. labor. You know what I mean? But it's. It's trying to be ahead of things. It's trying to think about things, work out problems, solutions, products, whatever, you know, sales, marketing, you know, all that stuff. Listen, but it, it's not labor. Like, listen, I've dug ditches yeah. and done construction and, and worked for a living, and this is so far from it. Uh, <laughs> and, and I don't, you know, and if guys say that in the hunting industry or the fish, fishing industry, like, they're just... I mean, they're just giving it a bad name. Like, you know, oh my God, like, I, I they don't know. Need to, they need to be a director of sales for Cummins. And yeah. But, you can find out just how ugly life can be. There you go. I mean, so. <laughs> I'm so, in the politic, political, bureaucratic, oh, bureaucratic world, I'll tell you that. Oh my God. It's, but no, I'm really happy for you. I'm really happy for you. But Cummins has so. such a, Cummins has such a great name though. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you guys, so what are you in charge of there? I am I I direct sales director of sales for the Western United States, so gotcha. basically the Rockies and the Pacific states, and which includes Hawaii and Alaska. I don't go to Hawaii on business much. 
What the heck's but wrong with I that? I do go to Alaska and Hawaii on well, business a lot. Hey, that's imagine. that's not too I bad. Mean, you can go up there in the fall, wink, wink, oh, and, and oh, it sounds terrible to be up there in the uh, fall during hunting season, right? Yeah. Well, this and this last <laughs> year, of course, there hasn't been any travel. Right. right. And but all these years, Mario, I've been with Cummins. You know, I mean, I've been in the brand forty years, and God. I've had a lot of trips to Alaska. And believe me, you don't go to Alaska without having a backup plan. You go up for four or five days of work, right? And then it's three or four days of play oh, something awesome I've had some amazing experiences that way oh that's cool but, see yeah, that's my runway is coming to an end though i've maybe a year left of this whole thing and i'll be back up there one more time and that's about it on business but certainly yeah well but, yeah. i mean that's a that's a great ride and like if you could combo business and doing some fun stuff especially like you said alaska i mean come on like that's just that's killer it's, that's killer. It is. It is. And I've seen some great places around the country and travel for the company. Oh, yeah. You got to you gotta chalk that up. That's part of business and travel. If you like to travel, you know, it's always a plus. Like, I love to travel, so I don't mind well, going anywhere, really, you know? Well, and, and, you know, they signed this territory. It was call what you want. I, I didn't really – I wasn't looking for more. I wasn't looking for more response. I wasn't right. looking to be a director. I wasn't looking to take on more than the right. – I had the Pacific States – Right. Uh, had that for years. And then we reorganized the business and they 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 basically told me I was it wasn't it wasn't an offer. It says you will be doing this going forward. <laughs> and hey, thanks. now I have the the Rockies, though. And, and and then COVID hits. Oh, yeah. I haven't been anywhere. I mean, yeah, I mean, I have all kinds of cool places I can go on business and take right. meet up with my sales guys in the field, go go make sales calls with them and then go fishing or hunting or whatever. But well, I haven't traveled any yet. Yeah, it's terrible. So, it's terrible. Yeah. I know. So, well, well, we're, we're, we're slowly pushing, you know, everybody's slowly pushing back to normal. So we're just, yeah. you know, just take it, take it as it comes and just start, oh, start yeah. spreading our wings and, and, and going there. Um, so, the, so the whole, so this whole podcast series and everything I've, I've talked to Ron, uh, I will be talking to Dave Smith, Don Guthrie, uh, Lee Jose, uh, Jeff Foyles. I mean, I'm trying to get everybody that I can on yeah. to talk about the brand and, and, and kind of the, you know, because we're, we're talking, we're, the series is, you know, the history of final approach, where it started, where it's come through, where it, you know, it has its ups and downs. We all know that we followed it, it but it has such an incredible name in the industry. It's like, it's still around. And, you know, what I told Ron when we when we started this in the, in the first episode or two, it's like I'm trying to, you know, he doesn't take compliments well. He doesn't take <laughs> it's, you know, I like I say to him, I say, listen, you're like the father of the, you know, the layout blind. You're like the grandfather. I don't even want to call you grandfather. Like you're the father yeah. of invention of one of the greatest items in waterfowl hunting. And, you know, whether you grew up hunting in one or you just started hunting, I, you need to know the history. And I'm like saying all this stuff to him. And I said, you know, younger kids and kids just getting into the sport and people just getting into the sport should kind of tip your hat to you and the whole deal. Yeah. And he just like I'm telling him all this and he just like, yeah, so uh, we, you know, we're doing it. And he just goes right into something else. I go, man, you can't <laughs> shit. You can't take a compliment for nothing. He and, is, and he's Mario, just he's never had a he's never had an ego about this business at all and it's i was talking about the other night and told him i was going to be visiting with you and of course he knew that already yeah yeah and then i was saying the same thing i said this is really kind of a cool tribute to you ronnie i mean there's been different tributes i've read articles and we all have 
but this is pretty cool. This is fun. And he goes, I don't know what the fuss is about. And I go, you don't ever do yourself. I mean, he, he wants credit, you know, for new things that he's developing. Right. And, which is cool. And of course, but he doesn't, you're right. I don't know what it is. He's, you know, all the, all the big guys in the industry, you think about, well, Jeff Boyles and, and, Oh, well, we can go uh, through them. Grounds, grounds zinc, like, oh yeah. Even zinc and all these guys that Ronnie's been friends with all those years, they all had, they're all men. We all have our egos. They all have their egos. They all all want to be the, they're all the player. Yeah. They wanted to be the guy. All characters. But Ronnie, a character, but never had the ego that anybody else had in this business. And I always thought that was kind of cool about him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, I I talked to him today and he just, yeah, you know, you just, it's like, it's like, you know, and that's why I said, I, I pushed him on that. And, and what I, what I tried to ask everybody on, and I will on every episode is, you know, name, because because I've asked a lot of people just that I know in the waterfowl, you know that hunt waterfowl, and I say, yeah. you know, what's the and and in our age group say that later they've been hunting for let's say twenty thirty years plus, right? And I say, what yeah. are the five? You know, give me your top. Doesn't even have to be five. What are your top things that came into the market that changed waterfowl? Mm-hmm. And every everybody says the same few things couple or couple are here and there depending on where they're from and i get in no specific order and you could give me yours when 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 as soon as i throw these out uh layout blind yeah yeah spinner Mm. a flag Mm. flocking yeah and then there's been a couple other things i mean obviously the you know it's tough to kind of I mean, the short read goose call kind of yeah. gets thrown in there, and that's and that's that's a def yeah. right. So, is there anything else that comes to mind for you? Well, it was the obviously the blinds was the number one thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I first met Ron, I was one of his very first customers on the old slider blind. So this had been damn near thirty years ago. Yeah, I know, I know. And and so that changed everything for us because, you know, down in the country, you know where I had yeah. southeast. Yeah. Oregon, and it was all in the wintertime laying under white sheets oh. in, when there wasn't snow on the ground. We were laying in the wheel ruts of a circle pivot oh. <laughs> with gunny sacks over us. I, I've <laughs> done it. There, there was the big shell decoys, you know. The, the 747s, the cover your there feet. There was the chair blinds. There oh. was all that. Oh, I know. Uh, I know. I talked about that. I, I, I said that like because so Pennsylvania is where I grew up. And but yeah. over there, the advantage over there was really tall corn stubble, really tall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you would get in a row of stubble. You would clean it out with a rake. You would lay down plastic. You would exactly. lay down burlap. You'd put your uh, and back then it was like a little rucksack. They didn't even have like really good blind bags at the time. So you'd stick <laughs> that behind you. Uh, you yeah. would cover up with burlap, throw corn stalks on top of you and then and then we got the 747 shells because they could cover up at least half of your legs and if it was <laughs> snowing or raining you were at least a little warmer in your feet because we also didn't have the gear that you have today on how oh, incredible the go, clothing yeah. and boots and stuff are so so yeah i mean i went through that same thing and then you know and then the layout comes around and you go oh my god like the world <laughs> just just changed and and the thing about it is Duke LeVan in Washington, yep, yep. I am told, yep. has like six slider blinds still. 
<laughs> I know that doesn't surprise you, but that shit has a bunch of them. And I don't know anybody else that has any more. I don't know. I mean, you don't have any more left. No. Yeah. My slider is up with uh, my honey buddies in Alberta that I've been hunting with for 25 years. We It's in the shop up there with oh, another okay. cool. dozen X-Landers oh, and a few pro cool. guides. I just do stuff every time I go up. Oh, but it's cool. there. I know where it's at on the yeah. wall. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I have my original Eliminator. I talk about that all the time, which is older than my kids. And, yeah. you know, and it's still, it's still functioning perfect. There's no rips, no tears, no bent pulls, no nothing. So, you know, uh, and, that, and that's the thing that I pressed Ron. I said, hey, you know, now that, now that, you know, a different company owns this and it's waterfowl guys and I'm a waterfowl guy and I always have been. And I, I want to get back. I want to get final approach back to where it was and what Ron started the company for. And that was to yeah. make some good products, make a solution for a problem, you know, try to make, uh, you know, a product that will help you in the field. And, and that's all we're really, you know, trying to get back to. And because it was such a golden era, um, it was coming through at that time. And, and I mean, I mean, I remember, and, and I'm sure you do too, like all the other brands over here that popped up after Ron really started pushing final <laughs> approach. Right. It was just a, a rush couple of year for a while there. Right. Yeah. Right. It yeah. was, it was a rush. I mean, you had Dave Smith decoys and you had Don and Columbia river decoys. You had Perry Nordhaus yeah. and the, the black widow flocking and then mm -hmm. Mallard mm -hmm. Marine and David boys with, with the layout boats. And, and then there was all this stuff, you know, going on in the Midwest and East. It was just, it was just blowing up. It was just an incredible invention time, I guess. You know what I mean? It was, it was, uh, it was, everybody was at the top of their game. It, it was, was even we're talking, gosh, now, this is a dozen years ago, it seems like, when yeah. it all started to change a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Those the, were good times. The uh, were good times. We were younger then. That's right. <laughs> There's no doubt <laughs> times about are it. Times still good. Don't get me wrong. It sounds really <laughs> somber, but <laughs> they, were, That's they were raising times, boy. Yeah. <laughs> they were hard on the headache. The headaches the next day. Yeah. You know, when, you, when everybody got together, but they were fun. So... So give me hmm. some insight into the, the beginning part of the business because because you sure. were, I mean, you were, you, like you said, you were one of Ron's first customers. He started hunting yeah. with you. I mean, Grounds grounds comes out here. Saunders comes down here. You guys yeah. go to, uh, I don't know. I know you guys filmed Out of Thin Air was the video. I know that was yeah. yours, but was, was Full Moon Fever at, at your place as well? Or... No, Full Moon was with Corey Hamrick and the boys a year before. Okay, okay. And, and they did that a lot further down southeast out of Rome. Okay, because and... I didn't know if that one was it yours or not. And that was, no. and I always say, that was the video that really started it. Because, you yep. know, I mean, you're you're watching, I mean, heck, listen, you're, you're a great hunter and a great caller, but you're sitting here watching, like, Grounds and Saunders and Latshaw, oh, and you're just sitting Dude. there like, and your mind I just was, getting blown. I was in awe, Mario. I was having, <laughs> it was so, I remember Tim, I handed him, I handed my super mag. I had an old wooden super mag. Oh my he goes, God. let me see that thing. And he goes, I think I'd make that sound a little better for you. Oh my and he God. just whips out his pocket knife that his dad gave him as a boy. <laughs> and he takes my reed out and he starts shaving. He goes, no, try that. Oh, okay. All right. A little bit more. And he just 
tunes it up for me right oh there sitting. God. I don't know where we were, sitting on the top of a rock out overlooking the refuge. I, I will always remember that. And now Tim, Tim and I are about the same age, but it didn't seem like it. He just seemed like... Larger than life. Seemed, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm looking up to this guy who's really the same age as me, more or less. Well, and, 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 and just like you said, you probably put, you know, you were probably hunting as hard and, and maybe as long as Tim and everything else, but he oh, yeah. had such, yeah. he, he had, yeah, just different experience, different aura about him. Mm. And he would just, you know, yeah, I, we, that we made that video down there and that, that next, let's see that next spring. I remember when it came out, we had, uh. I don't know who told me, Ron came back and told me, but it won, it won some award back there, like uh, top hunting video of the year, not top hunting video of the year, but best waterfowl hunting video of the year, something right. like that. And it could it have was, been. It, it had some acclaim. Yeah, it could have been the, um, uh, at what. SHOT Show, they used to do like the Golden Moose Awards. And I don't know <laughs> if they did that for TV or video. I know they do it for TV, so I don't know what it would have won. But, but yeah, I mean once the video started and then that was the thing you know it pushed you know it pushed dave smith to to get going it yeah. pushed Corey and marcus on hardcore decoys to get going yep. and and it, it even exactly. i mean it elevated grounds even though he was you know listen if you had a if you didn't have a grounds goose call at that time you know what i mean <laughs> i mean you probably right. had you know if you didn't switch over to something like grounds you had like an old big river flute or we you know did. what i mean <laughs> that's what i'm saying like you had You're right but you had to get a grounds because his name was on it and once those mm -hmm. videos started like it just oh my god it just took off that's what i said everything just started exploding <laughs> it did it did those were you're right boys i mean i could we could talk about that all night long but that was that was really that that year 2001 that fall was yep. like the well you know for me the highlight of my hunting career, you know, just because I wasn't looking to be part of, I wasn't, it wasn't ever going to be what I was never going to be in the industry. I wasn't looking to be one of the, one of those guys that has face on a product or anything. Right. I was just thrilled to be introduced to him, to listen, to learn. I learned, you know, I mean, I knew Billy for, uh, I had met Bill once or twice before that, but I really hadn't spent much time around him until then. And just soaking stuff up and being extremely um, gratified, you know, that they would, that I could be part of it. That's all it meant to me. I mean, I, I could care less that I was, my name was on the video <laughs> or in the video. Yeah. Or my name was even known at all. <laughs> it was just to be amongst those guys at the time. Got to admit, it was, it was a thrill. Well, listen, thrill. there's no doubt about it. I mean, you talk about the amount of, um, you talk about the amount of video and hunting trips uh, that Duke Levan has been on, and if oh, yeah. you're not in Oregon, Washington, you know, and no, no, no shun to to Duke at all, but you might not know him. And yeah, and here's a guy right. who has, you know, spent time with some of the incredible folks in the industry, and and is just a uh, uh, an incredible hunter, you know, teacher, conservationist, killer, all that wrapped up in the one, and you and. You know, there's guys like that everywhere. You know it what is. I mean? And, <laughs> there really is. And if you got, like you said, if you got time, you know, listen, besides all the grab ass and the grounds jokes and, and what grounds does, like when you spent time with him, he was an, like I explained, he's an absolute and was an absolute pisser. 
You know what I mean? There was always, <laughs> yeah. there was, oh, hey, Bob, hey, Bob. There was always something, you know, going on, or he had something he said, or just whatever. And mm. but he'd give you the shirt off his back, and he'd spend time with you, and he'd talk yeah. to you, and he was just. Uh, an absolute gem of a person and one of a kind, and there, there'll, there will, there'll never be somebody like that. Not, no, not in, no. not in the outdoor waterfowl industry. I don't, I don't think so. No, yeah. those days seem to be, those same days seem to be gone. Everything's changed. Internet's changed a lot of that. It has. There's a mystique to guys like that. Uh, you know, and, I, 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 I brought that up to Ron, and we talked about that. I talk about, you know. And and I hate to say it's like old school or the old old school mentality, but you know, obviously the the you know, listen the the Facebook like social media has changed everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's changed, you know, like what guys can see and what guys can learn from. And and the, the thing that I talked to Ron about, and I'm sure I'm sure I'll talk about it to everybody as we go through this series is. You know, the thing that I I just kind of always am trying to push now that we have the company kind of going in the right direction is just get back to what it the products were before and what the mindset was before. And that's like, hey, listen, you know, uh, when you see uh, when you see foils or you see zinc or you see Ron or you see Jim Ronquist or you see anybody in the industry that that really is, you know, uh, uh, an icon and a, a an old schooler sit down and pick their brain or talk to them or do whatever or go watch some video of them yeah, exactly. and kind of see how they went about stuff because I think this this generation is kind of missing um, that those icons because listen Grounds is not around he passed Butch Richenbach yeah. from R&T not around anymore Buck Gardner doesn't yeah. tour as much anymore uh, you know, Ron doesn't do any shows like Ron's just making some products and hanging and, and chilling and, and he should enjoy that. You know, we're, we're missing, you know, I haven't seen Randy Bartz in forever. You know, there's just so many guys that, uh, uh, Joe Lair's down in California. Like there's so many guys that have just kind of kicked back and are just older and just don't do as much or aren't around. And, and this younger generation is just missing those mentors, you know, there, there's no reverence for the past. There's no there's no tie. I mean, I doubt that any of them would know these guys other than right. just just the name possibly, but not anything about them. Yeah, I you think. Know, and, and you're right. I don't know if there's any, hopefully there's, what you're trying to do is stir up some some uh, enthusiasm to get to understand who they were, how this right. all started. When you think about the older guys, they all gave credit to the people that got them into the business That's or right. that got them started. Right. You don't hear much about that anymore. Well, you, know, and you, you talk about, and they talk about, if you talk to any of them, you know, you always get, if they're in the industry, you always get the grind part of it and, mm -hmm. you know, how they had to, you know, go to all these shows, uh, do this, do that, make sure that, you know, they, they spent like a, a, a marketing money on one print ad in in wildfowl or ducks and because it was so much yeah. and you had to make sure everything was incredible or you you were doing this show or if you did get a, a sponsorship from somebody you know at an ammo company or gun company like you had to take so good care of it i mean it, it was just so so much mm. harder back then to get all that stuff and and to prove that you were worth it too because listen you couldn't just you couldn't just throw something up on Facebook and go, hey, you know, big shout outs to Federal Ammunition and all this other stuff. Like, you couldn't do it. You know what I mean? No, it wasn't there. That's right. 
so the grind and that that's the thing and they and they all will reference whether it was good or bad who got them going in the industry and then who they learned from and you know how it how it came about you know what i mean because yeah. and, they gave credit to, right right to the people that came before them they did right no, yeah. yeah you yeah. you look back and, and listen you got to spend time with the, i call Latchaw, Ron, <laughs> and Grounds. I have I I mean, you tell me what you think, but those are the two linchpins in this whole deal, right? Because yep. Ron Grounds is going on the calls, and he talks to the Hesses, and you know they they. You know, he always gives the Hesses credit on the short read and the mag clucker and gets the guts and designs his own thing and works around it. And all of a sudden we got the short read kind of and grounds right. is the first one going. And he talks about that. And then you got Ron makes the layout blind and then him and grounds get together and they start and then they get Fred Zink and Fred starts selling the blinds and foils is right there. And then those two guys start blowing for grounds at the calling contest and they start winning everything. You know what I mean? And yeah. then, yeah, and do. then it start, and then it just snowballs because then you go, you know, then it goes foils and then it goes down the road. And then Sean Stahl gets in with those guys and then he starts yeah. blowing, then he starts doing his own thing. And it just starts snowballing with the amount of guys. And then Fred goes to Avery and that whole, you know, Oh my God, the war starts at retail. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, I remember all that. So, I mean, it it was such, and that's what I said. But none of this stuff happens. And listen, you had Duck Commander too. You had Phil Robertson oh, yeah, in them, yep. and he had he videos going. But they they were selling some calls, but they were the videos were selling more than the calls. You know what I mean? Yeah. And always yeah. have. So. Yeah they weren't really like they weren't really selling products let let's call it they were just they were selling some calls but they were selling more of a of a brand and i don't think they even knew you know what they were onto there i think they were just kind of going at it and making some money you know what i mean i don't think they yeah, had like a clear it plan it didn't drive them it didn't right. it didn't purely drive them back then right it kind of weird how that started and just blew up there's no doubt i mean how it how the how it got I guess the TV show and somebody saw, Hey, why don't we make a TV show out of you guys and, and take it to the next level. And of course it went, Oh my God. Crazy. Insane. You but, know, you couldn't have draw drawn up a crazier idea. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure Someone somebody, looked at those three characters, oh, they looked at Phil and his kids and oh boys and figured, well, there's a bunch of characters. We can make a show out of that, a reality TV show. And when reality TV shows were just starting to really get going oh and, Somebody had a great idea. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like the guy pitching that? Can you imagine the person going, hey, listen, I got these three rednecks, and listen, they are at, well, this whole family of rednecks, and they'll tell you that's exactly who they are. He'll say, I'm a hillbilly, I'm a redneck, whatever you want to call me. And, and you go, okay, I got this family full of hillbillies, and they are, they, they make duck calls and hunt ducks and they do that. And we want to put it on like, you know, a major network and somebody, chance, right? you know, <laughs> can you imagine the guy at the, uh, at the network that says, sounds like a great idea. Do it. I mean, you think that was first, you think that was the first answer that he gave? I don't think so. <laughs> well, there's nothing else like it. I can't think of another show that was like that out there. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, no. no. Oh my oh. God. And, and like you said, look at how it, 
look at how it blows up and goes absolutely. I mean, I mean, shit. The reruns are still going now. You know what no, I mean? I still tune in now. Oh and my! I see one on, and I have to stop and watch it. <laughs> and I can't even. You know, you can't even. You know, think and that and now there's all kind of other. I don't want to say hunting shows, but other similar shows. Uh, you know, you have like uh, Mountain Men and all these other ones where there's yeah. hunting involved or trapping, and those are great you know, for the industry and stuff like that, but it's all reality based and it's all crazy. So, you know, uh, there's been just, you know, I don't know. It, uh, it's hard to reinvent that idea over and over and over. Agreed. Before they were on the forefront. Agreed. Thank God for them. And yeah. they had fun. And who couldn't happen to a greater bunch of people? Oh, there's, and I don't think you could, I don't think you could have made that series, uh, with any other family, because if you looked at, you know, like, t- like take grounds and his son Hunter, like grounds yeah. is a pisser, you know, but he's not, he's not wild like that. I don't think there's not enough people <laughs> that are crazy like that. Take the Hey Dells, you know, the, all, you know, all the sons and dad, like they were straight shooters. Like you couldn't do it with them. Like, that's what I'm saying. That doesn't happen with another family in the hunting industry. No. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't no, get pulled they must off. Have interviewed really well when they, when they got <laughs> together with those guys and oh, they, God. they asked the right questions to draw these, the personalities out of them. <laughs> I, <laughs> I look I, at the personalities <laughs> of those people and you, I couldn't wait to hear, put them on TV. If I was, <laughs> if I was, a pro- <laughs> I, I mean, Chase and his, it is in his comments. And, oh yeah. And Willie. <laughs> I mean, and the dry humor of the oh, dad. Oh God. You know, I could I could only relate it to um, uh, to an older movie, and I cannot think of when it was out. But there was a, a U.S. Marshals uh, was a movie where uh, Wesley Snipes uh, is in jail, and the plane goes down. It was like a a, a, sh- a plane with a bunch of convicts on it. He escapes, right? It, it goes down yep, in the yep, swamp. Do you remember that? Yeah. So, uh, uh, whoever the star is, I can't remember his name, but, um, he's, oh, he's the, uh, it's at the tip of my tongue and I, I see his face oh, yeah, and I can't yeah, think of it. Yeah. So I'll think of it here before we're done. When he's at the swamp, right. He comes in and all these guys come in to help, uh, the state police. And there's all these airboats and all these rednecks. And he <laughs> said, who knows this swamp? And everybody raises their hand. Right. And he's like, okay, who's the, who's the most redneck son of a bitch in this group? And this old guy raises his hand and spits on his boot or whatever. I mean, that's probably what the interview was, you know, down in, in Louisiana. You know what I mean? It's What's the most was. redneck thing you guys have oh, done? Lord. <laughs> and, you know, that. Um, I think about these characters, and I, and I think about their, out, their personalities. And, yep. and, you know, I'm not trying to steer back. This is no, your no, go. Interview, yours is your no, thing. But no, we're... I think about Ronnie and, and you know, I spent 25 years hunting with him. Yes. And he's part of our hunting club, the cabin yes. together. He's an owner with me. And we we became brothers. And I always asked him about that. And he goes, I, it was never, it was never, he never could see himself as being in the limelight like that. But what, what people didn't know about him, if you wanted to, if you wanted to have like a, stand-up comedy routine just get a drink in him and start and start the motor start feeding you jokes right and he could remember he could remember 50 jokes he could just keep you going and going and going with jokes i can never remember two and and but that wasn't him in in front of everybody like right. all these other characters right he was well, always happy to be kind of hunting scenes well and i think i think that was that was kind of why 
or not why, but well, I should say why the videos worked because he always had somebody out front. He had he had mm-hmm. grounds all the time, and like I said, grounds was a pisser. Like he was, he would say something crazy or control whatever and do it, and you know, and he he be. I remember him yelling at at Bill Saunders, and he called him Billy. You know what I mean? I don't know anybody that <laughs> called Bill Billy. You know what I mean? Like nobody. The grounds was like the only one. Hey Billy, get on the call over here on the corner. Da da da. You know what I mean? And and. Yep. Yep. And it was like, you know, he always had he always had a strong, uh, you know, person kind of out front of the video and and at the shows right. as well, because he would just sit back at the shows, you know, and 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 just kind of soak it in. And, and if you you know, if somebody if he needed to meet with a, a dealer or meet with somebody like he would, but he always had yep. somebody out front, you know, kind of doing doing the work. Cause I, and I think it was like you said, I, I Ron's not shy, you know, no, no. No, he just no. didn't want to be put in that, you know, limelight spotlight. Like he didn't want to be that guy. And I don't think, you he know, didn't see himself that way. Yeah. He didn't see himself that way. And, and I don't think there's a guy, you know, and listen, Ron's still alive. We're not talking about him like he's dead. No, I mean, no, he doesn't see himself <laughs> that way. Is what I mean. He just doesn't. He just doesn't like see that. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy because, you know, if you uh, if you talk, if you talk in the hunting industry and you talk about the guys uh, you know, the big guys, like you said, they are getting fed an awful lot of, man, you're the best, you're the best, you're this, you're that. I mean, you, you go yeah. outside the yeah. waterfowl market and you go to, you know, Shockey and Waddell and you go yeah. to, you know, big guys like that or big time shooters. And, and listen, they have to have some kind of an ego or they're not striving to right. be the best. Like, that's just part of that's it. Right. And some are, you yeah. know, listen, some like are out of control. Athlete. Right. You know, some are out of control, and that's just the way it is. But it, it's just like you said. I don't think there's another person that has done so much for a category like waterfowl that that kind of sits back and 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 he, I mean, he doesn't even want to take credit for the damn stuff. Almost. Yeah, that's crazy. what I love you're doing. I love that you're doing this. I just this it's is nuts. A, just a, I've heard when I when I read this or when I when you when you sent that note, I thought yes, the time is due. Yeah, I mean, look at how far, you know, look at how far we we have come on the layoff line. He is, you know, like mm-hmm. 90, like it's 90 or 91, you know what I mean? That's when the whole yeah. idea, because somewhere right in there where it starts, right? And yep. and then, like I said, and then Fred breaks off uh, and goes to Avery, and, and they start, they're the first ones to make another layout line, right? And yeah. And then every company that has been all inclusive on products has made, you know, not one, but several versions <laughs> of a layout blind. Right. And we just yeah. keep going. And and we are, you know, 30 years later plus and people are still trying to make it better or put their spin on it or do whatever. And you know what? There really hasn't. Th- the some of know. the some of the things have changed as far as like some of the features, but guess what? The main concept has never changed. Mario, <laughs> I have some natural gear X landers that when he <laughs> we launched those in that year, two thousand one. Oh that, my god. That that uh summer Ron and I went down to the cabin and we he wanted to get some pictures. We took some pictures. It was like 95 degrees out and the sun was, we had to wait to get, <laughs> cool down a little bit to take the pictures. We took pictures with those blinds and they ended up on, um, 
on the box, the retail box being sold in Cabela's for a little while there. I still have a cutout of one of those boxes oh I God. kept years later. Anyhow, I still have those blinds and I still hunt out of them. They were built in Grants Pass or Medford at the time. Oh my God. And it's a testament to how well they were built in those days. Right. I, we still hunt out of them. I still get some leather shoestring and <laughs> string the seats back together when they break down. Right. But they're still out there. Well, I'm I mean, still in my trailer. I I have, uh, I have a copy of that 2002 catalog. Believe it or not. Do you? Cool. Yes. Be, and because that's like such a part of like history that I can't even believe I have that. But there were so many cool products in there, and I always go back to Buston. And I I said to Ron, I go back to that goofy ass picture of grounds on the four wheeler with the mitts on. With, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got them damn glasses on. <laughs> and oh, I just, perfect. oh my God, I crack up. But yeah, but I totally know exactly what you're talking about. So the pictures are in that catalog. So, I mean, you know, so going back to it, it doesn't, it, it hasn't changed. Everybody has tried to make a better mousetrap. And no matter how much you do to it, the main concept has never changed. Nobody has no. changed the doors that they flip open. You know, nobody has changed anything of the main, uh, you know, characteristics. Nothing of significance. That's, nope. that's nope. right. I look at them all, too, just like you do. And yep. I study them, and I think, I don't see any big advantage here. Yes. I mean, even even Ronnie's come back and built a couple different things in right. recent years. Right. And, and and he's and you know, there's neat little improvements, but yes. that main concept, like you're saying, nobody's been able to Can't touch it. Do something really different from that. Yeah, I what mean, could you do? I mean, look <laughs> at look at how much everything else has changed. You know, the uh, how much has changed in decoys over over thirty years, sure. and and it's been incredible. And sure. and you go through all that, but I mean, and listen, some of the materials on the blinds, they haven't changed that much. I mean, the only the only the only change that really has come about is there's been a couple uh, waterproof floors, you right. know, and, and I just don't think that was available at the time or that would have been done as well. But those first sure. ones were so, man, those first ones were so bulletproof and, <laughs> you know what I mean, like so incredible. It, 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 it's just a testament. So the, so, okay, so let me ask you this. You'll, you'll get a kick out of this. Yeah. The original yeah. Eliminator. Yep. Tell me one thing, one thing that was wrong with it, if you could pick something out that was that was a flaw that nobody saw coming. Original eliminator. Yep. Flaws. Um, flaw. I can't think of a flaw. I I would just say I probably found it. You know, we all I went through that stage too and had half a dozen of those. Just the higher profile in the field a little bit higher than the x-lander which came later right so but as far as like the blind um, itself like the material or anything anything would anything bend or break would there be any problems no i mean geez we'd sit on the edge of them and i mean i mentioned how i still have lines up in alberta at my at my buddy's farm in the shop there's like six or seven eliminators along the wall there's half a dozen X-Landers and there's the old slider blind and all that stuff is 20 years old. So the, the only thing that I would always see or go back to was if somebody bigger or even just pressed in the right area, if they were getting out of the blind and they st- 
stood hard on the bars on the sides of telescoping yeah. bars, they'd bend yeah. them. I yeah. mean, that yeah. was, that's what I said. Go and pick apart that blind and tell me what's wrong. And that's it. The only thing. And then, and then I ended up making like some support bars on the side so it would never happen. And then I think they ended up doing that down the road at some point and then it they went did. away. Yeah, right. And then it right, went away. Did. So it's like, okay, so then that was fixed. So now you're telling me, okay, you built the perfect <laughs> blind that, like you said, okay, it was big and it was bigger and it had a big profile, but big deal. Like you just didn't use it. For, but if you wanted something built correct, that's why I said once those bars got changed, that was it. Done. Yeah. So, and we even, man. like a lot of people, we, I don't know when it all, I probably shouldn't even bring this up here, but we started, we started moving to the edge of the field. I mean, so early and well, it's in cycles. Days, we, we got out of the field and went to the yes. edge 20 some years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't really matter. No. And it, know? and it goes, to, and it goes in cycles and the birds go in cycles. And, and listen, yeah. that's why, listen, that's why silhouettes are coming back around now. You know what yeah, I mean? It's right? like, right. I mean, you know, and, and, and the younger kids are all, all jacked and jazzed and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I was like, I remember painting my own in my garage like 30 years ago. <laughs> You know, black and whites. I mean, everybody, everybody, if they, if they went that hard, they remember that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you oh know. Oh, gosh, we've so, had hundreds of outlaws and hundreds oh, of real geese. Oh. And, oh, geez. Hundreds of, hundreds of Corey's decoys way back yep. when. And then, of course, then yep. hundreds of Dave's. And yeah. <laughs> seen it all. it down to just a couple dozen. Oh, my God. Seen it all. Seen it all. Yeah. And, you know, and, and listen, the birds, like I said, the birds have gone through cycles of, you know, and I mean, and, and I know you know this exactly from going up to Canada all the years. You know, look at look at how long ago uh, guys were using stand up blinds and willow blinds up there, and now that's yeah. kind of coming back around because it's back around. yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, because the birds just kind of go in cycles and they get used to stuff, and you got to pull out another trick, and some of the tricks go away, and then they come back and and stuff like that. So uh, you know, there's been so much and so many advances, but the more stuff changes it's like the more it stays the same when stays you come back same. around right well if that statement was it ever yeah true. i mean i mean how mm. how crazy is that so you know you could change the you can do any kind of variation of the 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 eliminator that you want but it's still the idea and it's still there you could take you know a spinning wing decoy and i don't care what you do to it or change it or whatever it's still that spinner you know what I mean? Yep. Like you go through, yep. you could design any kind of flag you want, but guess what? Randy Bartz had it, you know, he, he did the first one and he used it and showed it and it was on, you know what I mean? Like there's just Dude, certain things. I, I'm looking at my closet right here. Oh. I've got some, I got some flags. This is Ronnie didn't even know. He didn't, even, like I said, he didn't oh care about God. any of this stuff necessarily. He asked me if I wanted them. I got some flags where Randy Bartz made them for Tim Grounds and signed them specifically to Tim Grounds, my old buddy. Or uh, oh my God. I, I can't. I'd have to pull them out and read them. Ugh. And Ronnie goes, "You want these?" Go, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll take those. Oh my God! <laughs> Including the ones he signed for Ronnie when he first came out with them. How cool is that? And and they're pretty cool. You know, and listen, we talked about. You know, we talked to. You know, when I was talking to Ron, we we go back and talk about the Oregon Waterfowl Festival, and and how that was such a big part here for all the companies here that kind of, uh, you know, exploded and and got yeah. moving in the west and then and then everybody from the east kind of in the midwest started coming out to here because grounds started coming out and foils came 
and Randy Bartz came and Kelly Powers came and Hunter Grounds came and you just go through all the callers and all the all the all the companies and everybody has come to it and it, it it's just you know it was at that time where, where it was just such an incredible time to be in the industry and going through it it was so cool and everybody was just and listen there was sides were drawn there was no doubt about it especially when oh, yeah. when Avery came yeah. out it was you know I talk about the war at retail and how the war was uh, very personal. Uh, yeah. It was. You were you were on this side or you were on that side. Like there was. It was no... that small then. I mean, yes. the industry was. I mean, the people were. <laughs> the number of guys in it was that small then. So, yeah. But. Yeah. Well, but, you know, those guys come full circle too. I was talking to Ron there, and he's he's. I I don't want to embarrass him, but I know he's he was he was humbled i think a little bit to know that all these guys are would be willing to talk to you about the past like that and about well that, approaching himself well it's such a you you have to because it is such a, a history lesson and you get yeah. the inside that's why i said we're talking to everybody that that we can't because you know i get told i get different i get a lot of the same insights from everybody right but then I also get like something totally off the wall and totally unique to everybody's, you know, position and stance and sure. what they saw and what they heard and everything else. You know, I, I guess the one thing that I guarantee you will be absolutely constant is everybody will have a pissing story of grounds that I could guarantee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because listen, Ron could get Ron could get going and stuff like that. But you, you got to really wind Ron up. Right. But grounds. Yeah. Grounds would be off and running like the second. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. He'd be oh, going. I was there. Like, I, mean, I, I got to spend better part of what, four oh, or five days with the man oh, and just step back and watch. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was hilarious. What? Was uh, hilarious. I, I, I know. Listen, y- you were and are a very good hunter. And and was already at the time, but but it, but kind of give me some insight. Like you, like you had to be shit in your pants. Mm-hmm. Like you go, you go, you're on this hunt. It's it's your place, you know, your fields and all this stuff. And and what kind of pressures on like to find the shoots? And then it's grounds and and Ron and Saunders oh, and Corey Hamrick yeah. and all this. Like like listen, you're just a mere mortal like me. Like you're feeling yep. the heat, right? <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, I'm a nobody. Nobody knows me, and it, of course, I was totally good at that. But yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> and the so Ronnie, we just we did a couple things back right that same that same summer. We did or that same fall, we did a DU TV show. Oh, cool. Down there, yeah, that was really cool. Did heat with, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. He was one of the. Dogs. Anyway, I'll think of that in a little was bit. It, was it was at the time? It wasn't Wade Bourne, was it? No, it was before Wade. Oh my um, God. Yeah, so we did a Ducks Unlimited show down there, and then we uh, we had uh, we had the writer for um, we had Northwest Hunter, the publisher of the oh yeah 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 uh, the fellow that ran Northwest Hunter. Well, I'm trying there. to think. Didn't Kevin Gross, who was the baseball player, wasn't he on a couple shoots down that way? Not or no? no or that was Ron after. did something else with him. I think down okay. in Cape Falls, but it wasn't, yeah, that was Klamath, wasn't right? In our, right. Wasn't in our county, but we did that uh, when. When he called me and said, I've got an opportunity to do a DU TV show, would you be interested? I would just need you to put things together and and kind of sort of host it. And I said, absolutely. And then yeah. he says, 
I also got something I want to do with uh, with Bill, and I had known Bill a little bit. Right. With Bill, and we're going to bring Tim out, and would you be interested in doing that? And I go, well, <laughs> duh. <laughs> and really, uh, pressure-wise, it was kind of the golden area for that golden yeah. era for that area too. We, you guys, the refuge were... was producing a lot of birds. Yeah. And there, there was a couple guides working in the area, but there was enough room for all of us. And I had made some inroads in getting to know some people. Yeah. So I put my feeders out and got some, uh, got four or five good hunts lined up. And Tim, I remember Tim making a comment that he had, he really had, hadn't really had large Canada goose hunting like that ever. And because everything they do in Illinois was all trafficking in, in and out of the refuge, you know, smaller birds, yeah, massive does... numbers, huge spreads. And here we are with maybe, I don't know, we had four, I don't know, 50, 60 decoys out it wasn't a tremendous amount right and the canadas were finishing right at our feet flock after flock 25 30 birds at a time and i the look on the comments he made and the look on his face i was extremely oh extremely God. proud of that because well i mean proud of the fact that this is right in my backyard and we're showing him something he hadn't seen before but ronnie and i've been doing it for a long time yeah i mean and listen you you and, you bring out one of the best callers in the country and at the world at the time and as far as geese and you bring yeah. him out and you're like you know you just showed him something that he hasn't seen like how like that's got to be that's cloud nine right there you're like yep, cloud nine. got it done yep and sitting back and letting him bill oh. listen to him and bill oh. call and yeah. i learned more i learned more i mean i i knew some things certainly and i was getting really efficient at the time but I learned more in that week than than I could learn in five years you know, well, from those two guys. I mean, you're talking about on the job training with oh, like two oh, you know, listen, I mean you want to talk about like goose callers that are also killers and you know, know what to do when, you know what I mean? And yeah. and there's a there's a list of them. Uh it's not very long. I mean you can you can go grounds and Bill, and Foils, yep. and Sean Stahl, and sure. you could go um, Sean Mann. Yep. You know what I mean? And, I yep. mean, Kelly, I, I never hunted Kelly Powers, but he is incredible sound. So, you know, you got to know he can he can talk a goose in to, to just about, you know, kill himself so sure you know you you have that list of guys but yeah sitting there with on the job training and listening to those two it's like just watching them work it and what they do when i mean yeah that had to be that had to be lights out you know what i mean that mario all of that and just the the sheer amount of fun we had just screwing <laughs> around i mean i if you remember the video where we're walking out of the field and and i i, I don't remember who we we're talking about who we had a band and and who got the band and joking about who ended up with it and nobody knew. And one of us held up a half a goose foot with a band on it. <laughs> and, and it was a big joke. It was that way the whole time off film. I mean, it was nothing but laughs and chiding each other. And you're right about the camera, the, uh, the repertoire back and forth between Tim and Bill and, yep. and Ron. I mean, I just stand back and all of that. It was so much fun to watch. Yeah, like a well-oiled machine, and it was just oh, fun yeah. while you were watching it. And that, you know, listen, you know, yeah, we talk about that stuff too. You know, uh, I, I talked about that with Ron, and and just the, 
you know, just the sportsmanship and the fun and, you know, yeah, you're stacking up birds, but it'd probably be just as much fun if you were only shooting a few or whatever. You know, that's the thing, you know, uh, you know, guys talk about, well, you know, how was your season last year? You know, I say it to them all the time. I get the same answer. I was like, I got to go an enormous amount of days and (laughs) we shot some birds and you know, some days we didn't, or we didn't shoot as many. Like the first thing I always say is I got to go a lot and that's all that matters to me. It's all that matters anymore. You know, it's all that matters to me too. I wish we could, I wish we could kill them and turn them loose. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I could, right. I could care less. I wish we could stun them, let them go back and we'll start all over. Like I'm, I'm good with that. Like if I could, as many days as I could get out, I go and that's all that matters. Whether I get out for an hour or two or whatever I can get. If I don't get outside during the day, during hunting season, like that's, that's, that's not good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Especially in this day and age too, partner. I mean, we all need that. We all need that mental, we need that downtime and nothing like, Nothing like uh, decompressing in a goose blind with your buddies. There's no Absolutely doubt. Absolutely nothing like it. There's or in a duck blind. N- there's no doubt. Listen, you got to see, you got to see the, the. I hate to say the golden age. It sounds like we're a bunch of old farts, and we're, you know, we are, but we're <laughs> not. Does. But, but well, you know I what I mean. Ourselves not yeah. that we're not, but and we're not as young as you feel. No. But I did get to see it. Yeah, I mean that's why I said going through the history and 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 talking to everybody I'm going to talk to and going through the whole series. It's going to be just a setup and and you know what we're trying to do is is I'm hoping that everybody that listens to this kind of can close their eyes and and see themselves there you know if you're if you're sitting you know feel like you're sitting in the blind and you know when you're talking about grounds and 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 bill you know calling and and just imagine that or you know listen I would tell I would tell anybody that hasn't seen any of that listen go buy a VCR. I know they're crazy. <laughs> you might be able to find one. You might see one in a garage sale and talk to some old school waterfowler in your neighborhood. Cause I guarantee he has a pile of VHS tapes just sitting there that you can go through and see some incredible stuff and in, and learn some incredible stuff and different stuff that you go, Oh, I didn't know you could do it like that or do this. Like, who knows what you're going to see and learn because a lot of tactics have changed, but a lot of it has stayed the same. It's just a little different, you know? I look for those, I look for those big changes and there's no big changes. They're very subtle. And well, you know, and I know there are little subtle things you don't give up easily unless. Yeah. I mean, you you certainly don't want to put them on the internet, but, (laughs) (laughs) but but, but they're very subtle. There's yes. no big changes in this game. It's really just reading birds and learning and paying well, attention, right? Well, and you got to put the time in. You know what I mean? Like you, you put know, the time in. and you know, yeah. and that's the you know, the, you know. Listen, the biggest slight I have on the on the internet and everything else is, you know, guys that jump up and and say, "Hey, I just moved here," or "Or hey, I'm looking to go." Mm. Go, mm. man. That's a tough one because listen, you know, yeah. we understand that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of public land. There's also a lot of leased land and there's, there's some stuff's tough. Some stuff isn't, uh, there's access to depends on where you are, like what you got access to, you know, but listen, you know, there's so many, uh, things to help you out anymore. Like Onyx and all these mapping softwares. Yeah, like that, Holy yeah. crap. 
Like, <laughs> you, I mean, it's so easy to just look and go, hey, this looks like a cool spot. I'm going to go drive out there and take a look at it, yeah. or I'm going to run the boat, or I'm going to go take a walk or whatever. Like, man, it is it is so easy to to get more info today than it was back then that all you got to do is put in a little bit of time now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like true story. Oh man. Like there's a lot more, there seems to be, well, and there will be a lot more competition. Yeah. Certainly this last year with COVID and all they certainly, all yeah. guys picked up the sport. And I guess that's good for all of us in terms of license sales and, you know, it's uh, good more and, voters and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, but, it's good. And, and hopefully, you know, hopefully those, you know, whether they're new hunters or getting back into it or younger, whatever, like, you know, do a bunch of reading, go, you know, find some old articles, do some stuff like go back and get some, get as much info as you can. So you do do it the right way or you learn as you go. And, and, you know, I, I just always push the, Hey, respect the game, respect the other hunters. Uh, don't, yeah. don't set up right next to somebody like just like, cause there's so much space when, when you get somewhere, unless you're on a management area and you're just, you know, stuck in, you know, hole number nine or hole number 10, like, you know, spread out and just go enjoy yourself. And, you know, man, just. And Merrill, and Merrill learned and learned to do it right. Like you said, I, you, I can on something you said there, respect other hunters, but res, respect the game as well. I mean, as you get older and I have a feeling you think the same way as you get older, I walk up to, I walk up to a down goose and if it's not dead and it's, looking up, up and I mean, pleading for its life. It breaks right. my heart. Yeah. And I'm the same way, you know, listening to, listening to, or, or watching anybody that, mm -hmm. you know, has a cripple or, and, and then they take some pictures with it when it's alive and it's, you know, it's yeah. half shot yeah. and stuff like that. Like, you know, listen, and I always, I always go back to the, to the same thing that we were told. And, and especially if you were shooting video, like, listen, you got to kill him. Like you got to clean, kill him, yeah. and that's it. Yep. And, and, I, I tell this story like the first time I shot video with Buck and with Buck Gardner and, you know, we had a bunch of geese come in and we were in Montana and I'll, I'll never forget it as long as I live. And, you know, I was with a couple other shooters and I wasn't, I was like, I was just kind of soaking it all in and, and, you know, we get a bunch of honkers in and everybody raises up and, and, and I see a bunch of birds getting hit and I kind of, I don't know if I picked one and whiffed, I, I don't know what I did, but I was all like, I wasn't focused. I was all like a mess, right? Because I was just yeah. Sure, we all been there. And and like like two birds fall or something like that. And there's like five of us, right? And yeah. and Bucks, yeah. you know, Bucks says turn off the camera, and he rips us a new ass. And he says, <laughs> he said, you can't do that on video. You can't. Don't if you're gonna do that, don't come. And I was like, he's right. And I was like, holy crap, he's right because. You know, because first of all, we don't want to shoot into a pile of groups, uh, you know, wound a bunch or not get pull a bunch out of a, a group and all that. And then and then I just got like in a different zone. You know what I mean? Like you had to because I'm like, oh, my God, like, yeah. I, like well, I, this just got real. Yeah, it goes full circle. <laughs> the, the whole respect the game concept. Get them in close. Get them with their feet down. Yep. Treat them with that respect. They deserve you. If you're going to take their life, they deserve to be. No cleanly, doubt. There's no doubt. And and then processed right and take and and eaten. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. But That's right. get them in close and do it right. And 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 that if I had 
anything, if anybody listens to this, any young guys, they don't know me from Adam. And, yeah. But still, I would, one thing, all these new guys in the field, the one thing I really hope they learn to do is get them in close, do it right, yep. and finish them. And don't don't take wild-ass shots. Don't, don't long-line them, and don't let them fly away crippled and to the best of your ability. Right. And... And then that's better for all of us in the long run anyway. Just less birds that are that have been tortured or uh, what what's what I'm looking for, educated, what have you. Well, listen, all you gotta do is all you gotta do is say this. Listen, that bird could have had a band on it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That gets a lot of attention, doesn't it? Oh man, you <laughs> how say how many bands growing up, how oh. many bands did you just oh, we gotta go bands this? So what what I don't know, give them away. I don't know how many bands we gave away growing or hunting with my dad and brother on the Willamette River out of St. Paul. Oh my God! In the Willamette Valley, we get bands four or five times a winter. I don't know where they're at. Oh my God! I wish <laughs> I wish I had one. On for, you know, for decades. <laughs> I wish I had one band back, and and this is this is one of those stories that you're like that really yes it happened. So we're in Pennsylvania, we're on the Susquehanna River, right? And, yeah. and it's a big, wide river at the spot we're at. And, I mean, we got decoys out, and, you know, it, it is a big area. And at this point, me and my brother are, like, you know, 12 and 14. Like, we're – and it's my dad and one of his buddies. And we get a couple – we get a group of mallards that come over. And, I mean, me and my brother are shooting 20 gauges, and we're just – I mean, we're just wasting shells, right? My my dad and his buddy are, you know, killing a few, and the dog brings them back. And literally, this honker goes up and down the river I, I don't know how many times, right? And everybody in every blind shoots at this honker, right? <laughs> and finally, it comes down the river and skirts this island, and these guys shoot at it, and it looks like it sails kind of. And it finally hits the shore somewhere on our side, like down, I don't know, like it seems like a half a mile at least. And my dad says, uh, hey, let's let's walk up the road, grab the truck and go down there and see if we could find it. And we go down there and it's just me and my dad and we go down and we get out and there's this big uh, quarry and this sand company and we get out in the parking lot and it, it just goes to like old gravel and then down to the river right and yeah. and my dad says well here grab grab a shell or two and let's take a walk over there and i yeah. load up and i'm walking and all of a sudden i see this honker stick his neck out like right over the edge of the road and <laughs> and we're on. way and we're way we're off the road it's not like i'm shooting on the road i mean we're way off we're in this big parking lot and i'm at the back of it and i'm walking and i'm like and i see the honker's head come up and i go holy crap i go daddy's right there and he's like okay Okay, put the gun up and start walking towards him and get ready. As soon as he takes off, just lead him a little bit and shoot him. And and I'm getting closer and I'm getting closer and he's not getting up. And and I finally, you know, I do listen, my son has done like the exact same thing. Gives me that look and goes, He's not flying. Right? No <laughs> and that's what I say. And I go, and my dad goes, Okay, listen, he must be really hurt. Just put it like right on him and just and just take him out. And I go, okay. So I shoot him. I, 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 I neck shot him. Oh God. I just saw him. Right. Go, go running over there. I'm all excited. Like, listen, this is the first goose we've killed in like, you know, ever because we haven't started sure. really hunting the field. So I'm pumped. There is blood everywhere. Right. Because, <laughs> oh, no. because I just Turkey punched him. Right. 
and I grab him and I drag him to the thing. I drag him to the truck and my dad's like, oh my God, let me get a garbage bag because we're going to fill the truck up with blood. So he puts the goose in the bag and no shit, it's got a band. <laughs> and I thought to myself, and as I get older and here I am now, right? I go like 10 guys shot at that goose. Like, I don't know how many times and how many blinds and nobody took a good shot. Everybody was just throwing stuff at them, and that's what happened. And I wish I had that band, and we cannot find it. So, oh, Lord. What, but what a, I mean, how, what kind of story? Like, how does that happen? You know what I mean? That's just like dumb, dumb <laughs> well, luck. Like it was meant to happen. Oh, sounds like it sparked God. something in you for the oh. rest of your career. Oh, Life. my God. Just crazy. But, yeah, oh, I, I'm sweet. with you. I just, I just want uh I just want the guys to be ethical, do what they can. And listen, I, I'm not, I don't want to be on a soapbox or nothing like that. Oh, like, no. listen, no, we I'm all just, have our days. <laughs> yeah, and I just feel but, like we were fortunate enough to come through at a time where you can learn a bunch of really good info, tactics, and it would help you down the road. And I just hope that whether we put something out or somebody else that you just kind of pick and 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 just soak it all up as you go and you just turn into a better hunter and just enjoy the living crap out of this because it is a fun ride there's no doubt about it it is and let's pray we get to do this for yeah, bro another couple decades that's, you know and that uh that's what i'm saying this. yeah 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 listen this has been an uh, an incredible listen every time i get on one of these every episode is going to be like a walk down memory lane oh get, i get envy to you. you're view. gonna have some fun conversation what oh. a bunch of neat guys you're gonna talk to for sure just gonna be incredible so i appreciate the time the insight like listen the 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 like i said the grounds thing is going to be a constant through the whole hey bub through the whole you know through the whole <laughs> <Perfect>. thing <laughs> darren but listen i appreciate it holler at me this fall uh when when we get some birds in if you want to go you just you just shout bro because it's getting too you, you know if you have a hankering to get down in the southeast to love you have to join brother and i and the guys down at the cabin i'd love I've it until ronnie get his ass up here out no of kidding and, right no that, kidding like cut it out bro let's fun. go i know i could I'm, i bet i could put that i could convince him to fly up pick him up for there a couple days and there you go we all run down there have a little you, bit of fun you let me know when and we'll put it together man that'll be awesome you're on mario that sounds good all right but darren listen appreciate it buddy thanks so much for checking in and 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 walking down the the memory lane here final approach in the whole history i, I appreciate sure. it Thoroughly enjoyed it. You take care of yourself. Thanks awesome. for having me in. Thanks, Darren. Appreciate it, bud. Take care. All right, Good bye. luck. Darren Lundy, uh, you'd have to go back to um, you'd have to go back to the video series from FA and like like Darren's talking about like 0102 out of thin air and and his whole setup in Oregon and how they were just killing honkers like right in front of your face and oh my god, just an incredible incredible time. So. Yeah, it's just a walk down memory lane, and we're just going to keep keep going with it. The history of final approach, and you know the whole the whole waterfowl category. It's just an awesome experience. So I'm having a blast doing this. So hope you're hope you're getting a bunch out of it and enjoying it, and and laughing when we laugh, and kind of taking some stories and maybe some of the tips and whatever else, and just kind of enjoying it and taking it with you. All right, all right. That's the FA podcast uh, for this episode big shout outs uh to my partners as we roll through it all uh weatherby federal ammunition roger sporting goods and ranchland outfitters up in alberta uh big shout outs to everybody thanks for checking us out i'm mario i'm out